I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, there have been moments that I catch myself asking myself the question, now, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? And then I answer myself like this. I knew better than that. It always confirms to me that in those moments, I am much too quick to act or speak instead of listening and being observant as to what is happening or just taking place. Look how James 1.19 puts it. Understand this, James says, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear, or be careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, like a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, and forgiving. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Parks, and welcome to the program. Now, last time out, we covered some very important understandings about how we can get caught up in believing false doctrine from shrewd, convincing Antichrist's teachings, which puff up the vanity that can't wait to take the credit for all of our goodness. So, let's pick it up now in Colossians chapter 2, where Paul is speaking to the Colossians in verse 20. Paul says, Therefore, if you died... Now, my friends, that's a big, big understanding here. He says, If you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world. Why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Verse 21, do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concerns which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. Verse 23, these things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. In other words, meaningless. When we look at verse 20, Paul says, If you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world. Paul's asking uh, these Colossians if, as Christians, you are dead to the observances of the ceremonial law, why then are you subject to them? So now we have to remember that Paul, he's never been to this church in Colossae, and that it was Epaphras, a disciple of Paul's, who was saved 
while spending time with Paul at Ephesus. He's the one who planted this church, uh, Epaphras, and is now pastoring it. So Paul is asking a pointed question here to these Colossians. He says, if you died to self, to this world, so what's the problem? You see, the understanding of dying to self is, without a doubt, a huge indicator as to where your relationship to Christ is going. This dying part is, now listen closely, this dying part is the attribute as to who you are in Christ. Now, I would submit to you, if you're not dying daily from the basic principles of the world, or you could say the basic principles of self, most likely you're not growing. Therefore, your intimacy, another big one here, your intimacy with God is stymied. And like the Colossians, you are not hearing from the Holy Spirit as to what the Spirit is teaching. No doubt here, Paul is probing for some fruit of salvation here. Uh, Look what we read in Luke 6, uh, verse 44. Jesus says, For each tree is known and identified by its own fruit. Now, you see, that term, if you, is the ID card here for life. And it still is for the church in 2022. But I like how John Gill puts it. He says, that if they, the Colossians, were delivered by Christ from the burdensome rites of the ceremonial law, in other words, their works, their legalism, which were originally appointed by God in Old Testament, it must be a great weakness in them to be subject to the ordinances of men. What he, what he first said, if they were delivered by Christ. What he's saying here, did they die to themselves? What Brother Gill is saying is that if you've been delivered by Christ, it's your weak flesh that is taking over to the point of compromising to these heretics' proposed teachings and demands of the law. Look how Paul puts it in his epistle to the Philippians, Philippians 1.21. This is the New King James. Philippians 1.21 says, For me to live is Christ. Paul speaking, For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Look how the living version says, To me, living means having Christ 
To die means that I would have more of him. You see, the word die, for the most part, is horrifying to the flesh. But here we have Paul on his deathbed in Rome, in a dungeon, waiting to be beheaded, saying, it is a beautiful thing, if you're a bondservant to Jesus Christ. He says, to die is gain. Paul questions these Colossians. It's understanding as to even listening to any legalism. But this whole escapade, sadly, is still going on 2,000 years later in the here and now, my friends. This hurdle for the Colossians, or the church today for that matter, is called to surrender. But back in chapter 1, Paul clearly explains it. In chapter 1, verse 27, Paul said, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28 in chapter 1, Him we preach, Paul says, warning every man and teaching every man all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Christ is manifested in every believer that takes up their cross and follows him. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So in order for Jesus to live in us, we must get out of the way. And then it's not us living, but it's Christ in us. Now, verse 21 of chapter 2 of Colossians goes on to say, uh, talk about how the Colossians were wrapped up in this legal ceremony stuff that would tell them, do not touch, do not taste, do not handle. Verse 22 says, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. In other words, all this stuff that you're touching and tasting and handling, it's going to perish. In verse 23, he says, These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body. But, here it is, they are of no value against indulgence of the flesh. Folks, here we have legalism at its finest. My friends, the finite minds of mankind from the Garden of Eden to 2022 are sadly still intact. Our only hope is in Christ Jesus. And if nothing else of which Paul is teaching us here is 
that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I say, let's pray. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord. We come humbly, Father God. We come as the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the church, Lord. We come needing you. Father, you're teaching us that it's a must. It's critical that we die to self. If we don't die to self, Father God, then, oh, Holy Spirit, the chances of grieving you are right at the front door, and we don't want that. So, Lord, I just lift up every listener here today, Father God, that they would seek you with all their heart. They would seek you with every ounce of themselves and die to self. And when they do, Lord Jesus, Father, then the door is open, Jesus, for you to inhabit them as a vessel to be used for your glory. We pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, it's been good, folks, to have you with me today, to have you here on Fill the Lamp. I want to I wanna just encourage you, whatever you're going through right now, give it to God, and He will never forsake you. So, until next time, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. God bless. I'm Neil Parks.